Welcome to my podcast ritual. This is Janya Wongsopha. Each Monday, I honor the energy flow of the moon cycle and share ways we can tune into the seasonal rhythm of our intuitive body. You are invited to dance in harmony with what is seen above, sensed below, vibrated all around, and felt within. I would like to send a shout out to friends and Patreon members for joining me last Saturday at the Yoga in Nature retreat. Claire, Tanya, Elizabeth, Minjong, Rita, Noel, Julia, and her family, and my partner, Eric. I had such a sweet time facilitating yoga, a nutritious potluck, and an invigorating hike. Thank you for living in reciprocity and belonging with me. It was especially delightful to spend time with little children. I am childless by choice and by intuition. I knew quite early on in life that my body did not have the capacity to hold and sustain other lives, largely because I was and still am holding so much transgenerational grief and personal grief. Children too hold the intergenerational grief, but their joy and vulnerability can break down the barrier we put on ourselves to shield from the rigid world that we as adult humans have created in our social and educational systems, much of which go against the innate values of our animal and spiritual bodies of our intuitive body. I have always had a great respect for children. Intuitively, they know how to live at ease in their own skin and with human and more than human kin. As I embrace my new normal, which is not at all the same as the old normal. I am integrating my past lessons, honing my interpersonal skills, and remembering more and more the ways my soulful child self know exactly how to live as the animal body and a human mind, as well as a heartfelt spirit. At the yoga circle, I offered the practice around the theme of healing through the sacred pleasures. Despite my 
feeling of being in the dark balsamic moon or winter phase of my life, this end of spring or Gemini season is gifting me with the childlike openness and deep acceptance of the condition that I am in and the possibilities of my future. Spending most of my daytime outdoor in the company of the plants and animal kin since March 2020 really opens my eyes to the motion of relationship all around me and within myself throughout this Gemini season I have been receiving foods, nutrients, and the healing power of the land or my garden. It inspires me to live off the land more comprehensively. I am feeling the result of being in symbiosis, living, nurturing, and in turn being fed by the soil that the fruit trees, the vegetable garden, and the weeds that grow on this land and that are fed by the water that I feed them as well as the sunlight and the wind in the exact amount that I am experiencing. Throughout this Gemini season, I have been eating the weeds, the pigweeds or amaranths in particular, which grow uh, wildly like right now where I live, um, as well as potted vegetables um, and fruits that grow in my garden. My favorite so far is a salad filled with the unripened peaches which are crunchy and sweet mixed with the pigweeds and baby greens of kale, broccoli and Chinese broccoli, adding the sherry tomatoes from the garden as well and a salad dressing made from fresh squeezed lemon from my neighbor's tree and some olive oil and tamari. It's just so yummy. My stomach feels so good after eating and I feel my body being healed by the land, the sun and the wind and all the wild right here where I live. And I understand that this is at this time of late stage industrialization, monocropping, and capitalism. It's a privilege having a tiny plot of land that I can do whatever I want with is a luxury. Yet it is how I come to truly understand what true interdependence reciprocity and belonging expressed through me, through my daily actions, feelings, and mental focus. 
when we take from the land that we live on, we get exactly what our bodies in this moment living on this land exactly need because we are in sync, in intimate relationship with the land, the soil, the water, the sunlight, the moonlight, right? as well as all the beings who live here. In yoga, we hear a lot about oneness, about unity, about yoging. But how does yoga, how does oneness actually show up in everyday life? It is through this cyclical, seasonal, interdependent living right here, right here every day on this land. Right now, we don't have to go anywhere. In fact, to try to import or export anything that's not where we are on a daily basis in most of our life at this time is taking us away from that oneness, away from yoking, from unity. So yes, please go meet, be with human and more than human kin somewhere, but make sure that when you are at home, that you can truly feed everything here at home and then allow them to feed you back in some way that let you be completely metabolically, physically, emotionally, mental, concentratingly, and spiritually with this space that you are in every day. I invite you to start where you are. Do one thing that allows you to be in relationship with the land that you live on right now by connecting to the plants, trees and animals as well as the soil and rocks what can you do to help them flourish how can you feed them even just singing to the birds outside your windows is a contribution this is a creative process i believe that all my creativity is coming from my ability to to co-create with the nature around me and I cannot actually be creative any other way. So I have never felt more creative in my simple everyday actions like cooking or doing other shore, um, watering my plants, and, you know, even into a more uh, complex right brain creative output like writing and singing and dancing and drawing. I feel like nature is 
guiding me into co-creating the art that feed me and all that can also flourish from my creativity. Let nature be your muse. Bring nature into your daily rituals through intimate, harmonious relationships between our bodies and other bodies, between our senses and the sense input we receive as well as the output we give to others, we experience pleasures or displeasures. Pleasures are tonic. They invite us to stay restful and build closer relationships with what give us pleasures. Too much of a good thing does not actually bring pleasure. It becomes poison that weakens us. Through healthy relationships, we develop an ongoing balance connection that maintain homeostasis between us, within us, and in others. Reflect for a moment what give you pleasures through your senses, what bring you pleasure through the sense of smell. Are you experiencing it regularly? What bring you pleasure through the sense of taste? What relationship, excess, or deficiency do you have with your favorite flavor? What brings you pleasure through the sense of seeing? Which color palette soothes and strengthens you? What brings you pleasure through the sense of touch? Which texture and temperature relax your body and open your heart? What bring pleasure into your sense of hearing? Are you connecting to the sound of nature regularly? The wind, the bird songs, the stream of water or ocean waves? Every day we are exposing our senses to all kinds of sensory input. Do they bring us closer to the natural world around us and inside our body? Or do they push us away? Here is one thing we cannot forget. If we want to experience physical and spiritual harmony, the human body is an animal. We absolutely need to remember this. The body is an animal. So let's repeat that. Our bodies are animals. They need to be wild, connected to the organic nature and not in a cage on a daily basis. Not in a cage, not in a solid structure we have 
built to make ourselves safe, but also strip us from our wild animal bodies that know what true pleasures are. Because our bodies are animals, they are connected to the season or cyclical changes that all other animals experience. The geese doesn't need any instruction to where and when to fly 2,000 to 3,000 miles to migrate. By the way, they can fly up to 1,500 miles in a single day. Incredible. They know instinctively in their animal bodies what to do and how to be in sync with cyclical, transitorial, nature around them and in them. The more we cage ourselves, we forget our wildness. And the less intuitive we are, and the longer amnesia we experience the life of displeasure. It's time to return to our wild pleasure self. Remember the song of our spirit and dance the tunes of our sacred relationships. I would like to share a beautiful poem called To Awake. The author is Molly Rimmer and this poem is published in the We Moon 2021 Gaia's Rhythm for Women to Awake. Be to awake. Trust the trembling forest. Place your hands on hot earth, on cold stones, in living streams. Look for bridges into mystery and thresholds, into knowing, formed of learning trees and embracing roots. Be too awake and let wings of wonder carry you into clouds of magic winding wisp of pleasure through your blood and bones. Be too awake and drink all kinds of moonlight, curling yourself into caves and grooves alive with meaning. Be too awake, for the world is full of birds, and you can feel the singing in your souls and skin. Be too awake, for there are lakes of longing within you, and you know how to swim. Let the greening earth glow beneath you. Let your buried power Rise and breathe, for it is in being too awake that you will know yourself as whole and here.
Be too awake, even if it is the only thing you have left to be. I honor the center in you, where the entire universe circles. I honor the core in you, where wisdom, love, and sovereign radiate. I honor the cycle in you, where when you are in your rhythm, and I am in my flow, we are one. This podcast episode is for June fourteenth to June twentieth, twenty twenty one. Today is Monday, June fourteenth. This is the last week of Gemini season and the end of spring. I have to say that this spring season has been. Bringing me many emotional ups and downs, and some twists and turns in my social life, some difficult moments for sure. It has exceeded my expectation in terms of emotional maturity. I am deeply. Grateful for this beautiful season and the opportunity to end this cycle with a grieving ceremony with my Patreon community on the summer solstice of June twentieth. Grief is never just personal. Whatever the identity we hold, whether we are a mother, a mentor, a childless woman, a young person, a title of our job, a person who hope to hold or has been holding a particular status of. Personal and social life, we experience that particular identity within the communal condition of our family, friends, collaborators, and community at large. When grieving, it is helpful to know which identity have. We lost. Mine is the status, a role as a studio yoga teacher. I had the safety of you know being in a large, thriving、uh, community because of the location and studio amenities. That were offered to the people in the community, so I was able to connect to so many people. And when the pandemic hit, I lost all of that. When you lose something, and your life turns upside down or inside out. Such as when all of us lost our normal everyday social contacts during this pandemic last year, we 
were plucked from the known condition, and we were put into the unknown. There was a lot of unknown and uncertainties, and now we begin to integrate. Now we know a lot more. Or at least more than what we knew back in March of 2020. We were in the liminal state globally for most of uh, last year, and this is a rite of passage. Globally, we all went through the COVID rite of passage. And plunged into the collective liminal space of unknowing. Now that things are opening up, what have we learned through that liminal journey? And now it's time for integration, which is the last and third phase of any rite of passage. The first being the loss of our old condition. The second is the descent into the emotional liminal space, into fear, into the unknown, where our hearts and minds are shorn. Uh, we have to drop or release the past condition in order to learn its lessons and. Move forward to the third phase and final phase, which is integration. Integration is stepping into the new normal, the new role or phase of life, like all the graduates have to do. They graduate from high school, from college, you know, and now they're stepping into. Uh, into a new role, into the next phase. For me, it's my Patreon community. It's this podcast. It's my role of being the facilitator for the people of my Patreon and podcast community. It's me remembering my core values and true joy, and co-creating new ways of relating with my people to fulfill my as well as their needs for soulful relationship that uplift both human and. More than human kin. So, if you live locally in the Bay Area of Northern California, come join at www.patreon.com/intuitivebody. And if you are able to join within this week, you can grieve with us at the at the fire. Ceremony on the beach. I will talk more about that at the end of the podcast.
Today's moon is in Leo and remain here in the fixed fire element of Leo until tomorrow evening. If you have yet to practice your new moon in Gemini ritual or create a ceremony to honor the new phase in your life, today and tomorrow are wonderful for this. The fixed fire element of Leo supports the heart meridian, which is at peak function during the Leo season between 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every day and especially today and tomorrow as well as throughout the mid-summer season. Remember all the three major cycles that directly affect our bodies, the circadian or daily cycle, the infradian or monthly cycle, and the seasonal or yearly cycle. I shared how and why of the new moon ritual as well as how rituals in general function in our bodies in the last episode. Please listen to that if you don't already know how and would like to practice the new moon ritual. With the heart meridian at peak function, you can dive into the theta or meditative brainwave frequencies more easily if you have been connecting to your breath and body sensations. Allow your mind to immerse in your feeling as opposed to thinking. Call in one or more spirits to help you expand your heart vibration, especially the plant spirits, right? the green color of the plant allies, really feed and nurture the heart chakra and connect to your heartfelt prayers to support your channeling the heart vibration or energy to guide your thinking and actions. Leo's fixed fire supports the child self, the pure joy and natural, organic, co-creative ability that I was talking about earlier. What would you like to create through your hearts and hands? Let your Gemini mind of curiosity and communication, collaboration, help you connect and speak with others clearly and lovingly so that you and your human friends can co-create. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, and Jupiter Day and Night, or Wednesday and Night, the moon will be in Virgo. 
you can further refine your childlike open-mindedness of Gemini to organize and make list of what you need to do to manifest your heartfelt prayer. So the Gemini mind is more of a child curious mind and the Virgo mind is more of an adult mind right, where you can uh, write a long list and um, connect to your organizational skills to manifest what you need to support your heartfelt prayers. Remember that your heart is always beating and your heartfelt desires always exist as long as the body is breathing. So whether or not you practice the new moon ritual or meditation, you can always connect to your current feeling and begin to give it a container through healthy and sacred rituals right, through the organizational Virgo aspect of yourself to center in sense pleasures. I am working on a journal about healing through the sacred pleasures and I will be sharing some of the practices through the writing um, to my Patreon community. I believe that we all need to remember how to return to the song of our spirit and the dance of our sacred relationship with one another and all of nature around us through pleasures. Pleasure is the foundation for that remembering, that returning to our soulful, loving relationship. Pleasure triggers our memory of how it is to be in the harmonious relationship with ourselves, personally and collectively. The mutable earth of Virgo is a necessary container for us to create space for the daily pleasurable and healthy routines, habits, and rituals. The small intestine meridian is at peak function during the Virgo season, and that's between 1 to 3 p.m. during the circadian cycle. And of course, in Virgo days of Wednesday and Thursday, the mutable earth of Virgo is the kindling for the fire elements of small intestine meridian. So the Virgo season yearly is the fall season. 
And this is when our fire of digestion gets a little bit unstable, not as strong as and steady as when the sunlight is very long and very sturdy and strong. The day gets shorter as we move into the fall or Virgo season. And our internal fire gets a little bit irregular and unstable. So cultivate stable, regular routines and rituals allow us to intentionally create healthy routines and habits to really work with the mutability of our nature when in excess, unable to fan the fire of our digestion optimally. Take these days to connect to your feeling because we are working with the moon and the moon connects to our feelings. If there is anxiety or overwhelmed, perfectionism or heavy criticism against ourselves or against others, your mutability has become too rigid or too stormy, too unstable. Slow down, get grounded, touch the solid earth, hang out with pets or Observe wild animals around your home. They are ritual beings. Follow their lead and implement regular routine around your meals and household everyday chores. This is super Virgo. On Venus Day, Friday to Saturn day and night, the moon is in Libra. Check in with your emotional and physical needs for intimacy with your loved ones, your intimate partner, as well as close collaborators and friends. The cardinal air of Libra can help you close the gap and cross the divide. Um, This is also a wonderful time to reach out um, socially to bring more equality to your community at large. Hone your interpersonal skills by down regulating your sympathetic nervous system. It's like putting an oxygen mask on yourself first before you reach out to help others. Your urinary bladder meridian is at peak function during the Libra season. Uh, And that is between uh, 3 to 5 p.m. um, during the circadian rhythm. Your skill of balancing your needs and 
everybody else's needs are needed to keep your autonomic nervous system operating smoothly. If you have chronic lower back pain or long-term physical fatigue, your kidney system, which consists of the kidneys, adrenal glands, and the urinary bladder, and are directly connected to your central nervous system, may need a heavy downtime right now. Begin your um, resting phase early in the day, again between 3 to 5 p.m. when the urinary bladder is at peak function, and take these couple days, Friday and Saturday, um, at the end of this week to process your strong emotions around the intimate relationships. On Sunday, June 20th, the summer solstice, the end of spring season and the beginning of the summer season, you are invited to take a deep dive into the fixed water of Scorpio. The moon is here in Scorpio until next Mars day or Tuesday morning. I invite you to create a ceremony of clearing. Come practice with me if you are a Patreon member. We will be lighting up a fire on the beach at sunset time and right now um, the days are super long so we are having sunset here around 8 30 p.m the sun is moving from the gemini's mutable air into the cancer's cardinal water on the summer solstice being out in an open air by a large body of water is a beautiful way to call in the elemental spirits to, of the season to support your transition. Water element connects to the emotional body and cancer is ruled by the moon who rules the ocean and emotional tides. I will be harnessing in alignment with the uh, seasonal moon and seasonal year. These elemental energies during the fire ceremony to help me and my community release the lost, acknowledge the lessons, and honor our capacity to integrate and grow into more of ourselves. And if you live locally here in the Bay Area under Ohlone land, you are deeply welcome to join us. I would like to end today's podcast episode with a writing about summer solstice and this is published again in the Wee Moon Journal 2021 Summer Solstice 
this is a wide open view the wisdom and scope of the sea this is the terrain the moon sees the meeting of hard lines and softness solstice will expand you into hope connection revelation it will draw you out with compassion then demand the best your love has to give compassion is not all softness it is fierce it is unyielding uncompromising in the love that feeds it centering love is no joke no easy task it is for those who can stand in the hugeness of summer and look into what the light reveals it is for those who soften into connection melt into the tides and also provide the definition of the shore centering love is for those with integrity not a moral code per se but the deep integration of beliefs with behaviors commitments with actions visions with knowledge of self and world we will not know the power of our love until we let it draw us out will not reveal our glory until summer strips us of our hiding until we seek to strengthen instead of defend so yes this summer solstice we test our strengths by coming together as a community i wish you a magical transition and transformation have a beautiful end of spring and beginning of summer and i will feel the new you on the other side in the new season next monday thank you for listening your joy and well-being mean the world to me if this podcast has been helpful in any way please send me some love through the stars and review on apple podcast connect with me at janya wongsopa j-a-n-y-a-w-o-n-g-s-o-p-a.com or become a practice member at patreon slash intuitive body until next monday goodbye lag on and all my love <music>